most fun way to start your day. Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's July the 13th of 2022. I don't know if you guys were lucky enough to wake up to a little bit of rain this morning, but there was a little bit of rain falling this morning. I know. When I left my house, I was like, is it is this dew or is it rain? <laughs> we got lucky enough to get like this little yeah. spotty pop-up shower that kind of moved across the area. We need more. I was so looking forward to it. I was going to go outside and enjoy it. I'm like, I, I don't even know if it's even really doing a whole lot of anything. Mm-hmm. And my grass, because I thought at least the grass would get wet and help me to water the lawn a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so dry. It was kind of a tease. I think the rain went straight into the ground and was like done. Yeah, I Like know. the ground was trying to absorb it so fast. Yeah. So uh, there is that slight chance of maybe a pop-up shower early this morning, like before 10 o'clock. So we'll keep our eye out for mm-hmm. that. We'll cross our fingers so we get a little bit of rain. Uh, so as we go throughout the day today, what can you celebrate? How about French fries? Okay. Today is yes. National French Fry Day. It's also, this is a good one as well. It's Beans and Franks Day. Beans and Franks. Which <laughs> which movie is it? Frank and Beans. Is it There's uh, Something, Something About, about Mary? Mary. <laughs> I just showed that to my son a few weeks ago. Well, how about that? It's pretty funny. 47. He's 19. It's okay, oh. everyone. He's not six. <laughs> He'd if you're, still if you're get a new it. listener. He'd still get it. <laughs> That's why we're scared of jeans. <laughs> it's also National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. So if you love the barbershop quartets, we I can do. celebrate that. We can actually do that. We can uh, we can duet a quartet, a quartet today. Duet a quartet. I think we'll try that. Okay. Uh, as we go throughout the show this morning, there's another Mega Millions winner in Arkansas. Okay. We have to start buying. Like legit. And this is another one from the central Arkansas area. We'll tell you about that coming up. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? My wife was trying to uh, make Kai some sweet tea. And I don't know how you mess up sweet tea. But he was spitting it out. It was so bad. So (laughs) I guess we're not headed to the Food Network anytime soon. Plus, we have a sneak peek at the next song from Jason Aldean. We'll get to all of that this morning right here on Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. We were just talking about how somebody won in the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. They won Mega Millions last week. Yes. If you remember, the whole story was there was somebody who bought a ticket at the Roadrunner in Bryant, and they were trying to find the winner of a million bucks. Well, that person came forward uh, yesterday and claimed their million-dollar prize. Did they give their name? Uh, I don't have the name. Okay. Maybe it hasn't been revealed. Maybe they don't want their family to know. I think they're smart. They're not revealing their name. But I'm also thinking that maybe we're the ones who encourage them to go back and check their tickets. And then once we said that, oh, they realize they won. We did. Yeah, we did kind of put out one of those PSA or a BSA. BSA. Hey, go yeah. check your tickets if you bought at the Road uh, the Roadrunner in Bryant. So this person is from Arkadelphia, goes in, claims their $1 million prize, which to win a million bucks in the Mega Millions is a big deal. Yes. And you don't think that's going to happen every day. And lo and behold, here comes Arkansas. Hold my beer. We did it again. Gosh. It's kind of crazy. Another $1 million ticket was sold for Friday's drawing, and this time it was sold at Super One Foods in Pine Bluff. I'm just going to have to start buying tickets. And if, you know, I'm probably not going to win, obviously, because of the odds, but just to have that glimmer of hope that yeah. what if. Like, what if? So the deal is, like, these people didn't win the full Mega Millions, which, hey, this is like $500 million or whatever. Uh, They were able to go in there, and they hit some of the numbers right and won a million bucks. Boom. Overnight like that, their life flips. Completely flips. Now, the wild thing about this is (laughs) the Pine Bluff winner hasn't uh, come out and claimed their ticket yet. 
Okay. So should we, should we, maybe you should say something again, because we're looking for a percentage for this, if they're hearing our, our announcement, right? What percentage do you think? 5%? That's not that much to ask. Or should we do 20% like it's a tip, like you would at a restaurant? Huh. 18 to 20%? Yeah. Maybe 20% and then we can split it. Yeah. 15-5. No, it's not going to be 15-5 <laughs> unless it's 15 coming my way. Uh, so Eric Hagler, who's the executive director of the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, says, and I quote, this is the second $1 million Mega Millions ticket sold in Arkansas over the past 10 days. I urge all players to check their numbers to see if they're the big winner. So if you do win, like if your ticket wins, you don't have to claim it right off the bat. You have 180 days to claim it. Gosh. I'm just going to tell you, if I have a ticket that won, that won a million bucks, I'm claiming within 10 minutes. Uh, yes. I'll charter a plane. Immediately. To the scholarship lottery offices. Uh, so Mega Millions happens again on Friday. The heads up, uh, the actual grand prize, the big Mega Millions jackpot, is $480 million bucks. So, if I win, I'll share it with all y'all. I don't know if that's enough to make you stop to get a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, how silly is that? I know, but Brandon, I don't know if you, I'm going to buy one. Well, it's worth 480 million. Would you like a shot at 480 million? You have to buy one to win it. I know that, and have these people to. are winning. Bryant, Arkansas, Pine Bluff. I'm thinking Northeast Arkansas is next. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But if you're the winner of uh, the lottery from the Super One Foods in Pine Bluff, please call and we will advise you further. (laughs) Promise to give good advice, right? Yes. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So, you know, I'm a big fan of Food Network. Like, I love watching that. Mm -hmm. Like, if I could trade jobs with anybody in the world, I'd want to be Guy Fieri. You'd be good at that. Like, I would so love to do that. We had this idea at one point that I was going to do a show like that. Never Mm. went out of the, uh, the thought block. But how fun would that be? It is fun. I've got a camera right here. We could go to lunch today, and I could st- we could just start. Well, I have to go back into the kitchen. Like oh. you don't just do that at the table. You got to go to the kitchen. Yeah, well. you got to see how it's made. Hmm. So, like my deal is, I'm not real good. <laughs> I love to grill. I love to be outside, you know, and uh, have a beverage with me, and to sit there and try to to time it right. I'll just be real honest. Most of the time, I'm not real good on the grill. Okay. Like I burn stuff, or like yeah. last night I did a tenderloin that ended up being jerky. Because the last time I did tenderloin, I took it off too early and it was pink on the inside, Uh right? And everybody's like, I don't know about the pork like that. So I I did it a little bit longer this time. Do you have one of those old temperature things you put in? Oh, okay. Golly, I forgot. I got one of those for Father's Day. (laughs) Legit. I wonder if that was a subtle message. You think it was? Uh Uh-huh. So let me give her a subtle message. um, (laughs) Okay. Because I guess we were out of drinks other than water, and Kai wanted something different, right? And they didn't want to go to the store to get like a soft drink or something like that or a juice. So Leslie decides she's going to go into the pantry, get out the bags of tea, and make some sweet tea. So Kai's all excited because he's a sweet tea fan. He's a Southern kid, right? So he Mm -hmm. loves sweet tea. Uh, and right around this time, like she's boiled the water. I wake up from my nap and I stagger out of the bedroom, right? And like Kai's in there getting ready to taste his tea. And Leslie's been in there slaving over the tea. You know, she's exhausted from making tea. Brandon. What? Listen, if exhausted. you are a newer listener, he is talking this way because his wife happens to probably still be asleep. She was worn out. Uh-huh. I mean, it took about five minutes. So uh, Kai says to her, mom, this tea looks weird. And I'm like, well, how does tea look weird, right? And so I'm trying to focus my eyes on what's going on with the tea pitcher. And it does look a little bit different, like a different color. But like tea bags don't make different color tea typically. So she's like, well, taste it, Kai. Let me know if it tastes normal. So as opposed to her tasting mm-hmm. it, 
He has to taste it. We make the child taste it to see if it's okay. And let me tell you all something about this family. I've been around them a lot. They are brutal to each other when it comes to like if they make something. If they don't like it, they're going to tell you. If they like it, they're going to tell you. Yeah. Brutal. He goes in for the sip of it, and I notice his face. It like automatically turns into this weird look. It's contorted, oh, no. and he goes and starts spitting it out in the sink. And I think he's over exaggerating. And he's like, "Mom, this is awful. Why is this tea so salty?" And she looks at him, looks mm-hmm. over at the area where we have our canisters of no sugar, salt, and coffee. Leslie Angel. She salted the tea. <laughs> Like a cup of salt in the sweet tea. Instead of a cup of sugar. It was awful. Like, how do you not know the difference? She was busy. Yeah. Uh, how do you know? Well, I mean, it's both white. Well, I mean, I guess. Granules. But I mean, could you not tell the difference? Maybe not. I don't know. Like, if we put a salt shaker out and filled it full of sugar instead, and somebody, I mean, would people be confused about it? Uh, when they took a bite, yes. No, they'd be confused with the bite, but I mean, can you can you visually tell the difference? I would think you could. I would think it would float different in the tea and all that stuff. Is it labeled on your canisters? No, my canisters aren't labeled okay. because we're trying to be trendy. We need trendy canisters. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better if they're not labeled. She just went to the wrong canister. <clears throat> that might be it, man. Maybe we need to go back to Home Goods and see if she can uh, find labeled canisters. That's a, you know what? I'm going to take her today. Or how about in the canister, you do like sugar and coffee and something else. Maybe you don't need salt in the canister. I don't have salt in a canister. Who has eight pounds of salt just sitting around? See what I'm saying? (laughs) There could be a problem with that as well. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show high five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Chris Arsenault and Eric Akers. They're both from Oregon. It's kind of a crazy story. So Eric Akers was supposed to go to work and realize that his car broke down. He didn't want to call into work. He knows it's important to be able to, you know, fulfill your obligations. So rather than call in sick, Eric decided he was going to walk to work. What people don't really think about is Eric's walk to work wasn't around the corner. It was 33 miles away. Oh, my goodness. Took him six and a half hours to get to work for the night shift. So the news covers a story up there in Oregon. They're like talking about how this guy was so dedicated. He spent all that time walking Mm -hmm. just so he'd make it to work. And Chris Arsenault and his wife heard the story. Chris was driving a tractor, and I guess it came across his phone that this dude did this in his local community. And he thought, you know what? We have a Honda on the property. That uh, we don't need anymore. Mm. He's 25 years old. He decided to reach out and find Eric Akers. He shows up and hands over the paperwork and says, Hey, dude, your dedication's awesome. This car here, we don't need it. It's yours. Oh, I love that. So uh, Chris Arsenal, the guy who gave the car, says he thinks, especially in today's time, it's important to help people. We need to help our neighbors. It's a tough time out there. and People are divided. And he wanted to do something nice for somebody. And then Eric Akers, the guy who walked to work, says the kindness and generosity of his local community has been overwhelming in this time. He walked 33 miles to work, six and a half hours, and was gifted a Honda. It's a pretty cool story. So here's to you, Chris Arsenault and Eric Akers. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Brandon Baxter in the morning.
All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It's July the 13th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Jason Aldean. That's the trouble with a heartbreak. It's gonna hang around. Leave you midnight breaking down. Wondering how. So Jason Aldean is pretty much known for like, you know, radio hit after radio hit after radio hit. Uh, that song right there, Trouble with the Heartbreak, has gone to number one. And now we know the next single that Jason wants to put out. Uh, the next single is going to be That's What Tequila Does, and this is what it sounds like. It'll make you think that you got a shot at the one that got away. Well, it goes down. She's going to tell you. She's going to come back, and that's what makes you stay for another round. Keep you sticking around. Keep pouring out until she's all you're thinking about. It'll keep you hung up, keep you drunk on what it was. Man, that's what tequila does. That's what tequila does. The next radio single from Jason Aldean. We have country music news today on Keith Urban. So Keith Urban kicks off his world tour this Friday, and we already know that his tour currently features Ingrid Andress. Now, you may know her from this song with Sam Hunt, Wishful Drinking. Maybe So Keith Urban added another artist to his fall lineup for his upcoming world tour. Starting September 3rd, joining Keith Urban, Tyler Hubbard. God makes five foot nine brown eyes and a sundress, loves him a grow and a small town accent. So if you want to go to see Kurt, Keith Urban, dates to keep in mind. August 18th, Rogers, Arkansas at the Walmart Amp. And August 19th in St. Louis, Missouri. Now, those two dates will not feature Tyler Hubbard. But other dates that include uh, Tyler, Keith Urban, and Ingrid Andress, Kansas City, Oklahoma City, Fort Worth, Texas, Nashville, and Atlanta. It's Keith Urban and the Speed of Now World Tour. To find out more or to buy tickets, go to KeithUrban.com. And country music news today on Morgan Wallen, who is celebrating yet again. So if we back up and say, okay, Dangerous, the double album. If you remember that, it's been a huge, a huge hit for Morgan Wallen. Uh, it's been 51 straight weeks at the top Gosh. of the country charts. And now, you know, it's kind of bounced down a little bit uh, when another new album comes out and bounces back up. So far, Dangerous, the double album has been number one for 64 weeks. Wow. Like, that's insane right there. Uh, and the song Wasted on You is Morgan Wallen's uh, latest number one. And now it's had three weeks at the top of the charts. You're gone and I'm gone three seats through the wind. Thinking about all I've wasted on you. So congratulations to Morgan Wallen. Another number one single, three weeks and counting for Morgan Wallen with Wasted on You. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know candy canes were invented in 1670 in Germany to help kids stay quiet in church? The tops are curved so they look like a shepherd's staff. Seriously? Yeah. 
no clue. Yeah. Here's what's annoying about candy canes in any type of a quiet setting is when somebody decides they want to chew them. Oh, start biting them. Yeah, because we all do that. I like like making it a point on the end. Yeah. And so then can, Oh, so you can stab somebody yes. in church. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. <laughs> With my candy cane. We we might need some help today, y'all. It's just a joke. <laughs> Did you know coffee loses 70% of its flavor within two minutes of being brewed? Really? Yeah. Man, I guess that's why we're supposed to drink it piping hot where it's going to burn every taste bud. Yeah. Yeah. And did you know warthogs don't actually have warts? Their warts are really just tough protective skin to help cushion the blows during fights. Huh. Hey, Brandon, that's what you said about your warts. Okay. See, that's, that's... That's too much right there. <laughs> and if you didn't oh. know, now you know. Brandon oh. Baxter in the morning. All right, get ready to salt them up, y'all, because today is National French Friday. Mm-hmm. I love them. I do, too. I really do. And, like, you know how quickly a meal can be ruined if the fries aren't good? Terrible, because most of the time, I'll save my fries. I'll eat a few at the first, but then I'll save my fries for the end because that's my favorite part. It's the main event. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. wrestling terms, it's the main event. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you reach into the bag, like, you know, sometimes, for whatever reason, my wife, if she's in the car with me when I pick up food, uh, she's going to take one fry every single time as soon as it gets into the car. Every single time. I think, I don't know about every single time, but most of the time. So taste the one fry, but if the fry is bad, it's going to kind of, you know, it's going to taint your view of the entire yes. meal, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you expect the fry to be good and it's not good, eh, they were talking to people about what they like to dip their fries in. What do you think is number one? It has to be ketchup. It is number one. Okay. What do you think is number two then? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, ranch. Yeah, ranch is okay. number two. You should know that I instantly know. because your son. He has he two probably, food groups. It's french fries, potatoes, and ranch. Yeah, he basically, I bet he goes through a gallon of ranch a month. <laughs> A gallon. If he were to cut himself, he would bleed ranch. You're probably right. So ketchup and then ranch and then cheese sauce, barbecue sauce, and mayo. Uh, I have a cousin, Leslie, that loves to dip her fries in mayo. And she would get, when we were little, she'd get a big McDonald's thing. And then she would get a tub of mayonnaise and she would dip them. Does her husband know this? Yes, and they've been married for like 30 years. Well, he's going to have to rethink this whole situation. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like, I like mayo on some things, but I'm not going to... It's not a dipping sauce. Yeah, I like like a film of mayo, not like to dip it. A film. That's not a good one either. No, yes. Like like a film. No, that's disgusting sound. (laughs) There's just a little film over it. Ugh. Okay. See, to me, my favorite isn't on the list. I love fries in mustard. You know what my ultimate favorite is? What's that? Fries and hot mustard from McDonald's. Oh, that'd be good, yeah. It's really good. What's the movie with Billy Bob Thornton? Mmm. Put some mustard Sling on blade. it. Put some mustard on it. Biscuits and taters. I want some mustard on it. Put some mustard. some mustard on it. <laughs> He's from Arkansas, by the way. Uh, they're talking about uh, people's favorite fast food fries. Ooh, people could fight over this. Who do you think won? Most mentioned in the survey. I'm going to have to say McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's, number one. Chick-fil-A comes in at number two. Then Five Guys, Wendy's, and Arby's. Those are fast food fries. That pretty much gets it right. I'm going to tell you who has good fries, though. 
Can I give a shout out to TJ's Burgers and the Cajun oh Fries? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. The first time we went to TJ's Burgers, the first thing we ever got was uh, the Cajun Fries. Yes. And I took a bite of the fries first because the, the Cajun seasoning was uh-huh. sprinkled all over the top. I got to the point where the fries were gone and I was licking my finger and touching the basket trying to get the Cajun seasoning. And if you go there, forget about the ketchup. Do uh, TJ's sauce with your fries. All right, National French Fry Day, and I believe I will have fries all day today. Maybe all day tomorrow as well. I'm ready to celebrate. Let's celebrate them French fries, y'all. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So are kids or teenagers ever not staring at a screen? Oh my gosh, barely ever. Right, apparently not, because a teenage girl almost died in a car crash near Minneapolis over the weekend because she was driving while watching Stranger Things on her phone. No, she was not. She drifted into oncoming traffic while a semi-truck was bearing down on her, and she didn't notice. Mm. Luckily, the truck driver was paying attention. They had to swerve onto the shoulder because the girl's car was fully in their lane. She ended up hitting the back of the truck and her car flipped, but she walked away with minor injuries and the truck driver wasn't hurt. At first, she claimed she wasn't on her phone, but police knew she was lying because her car's Bluetooth was still streaming audio from the show. No, it wasn't. Yeah. What a story. She eventually admitted she'd been watching Stranger Things on Netflix and was cited for distracted driving. Mm. Police say she's lucky to be alive. That's crazy. Speaking of Netflix, Brandon was telling me his wife has been addicted to Netflix lately and has started to ignore him, so he went ahead and renewed the subscription for another 10 years. (laughs) It would have been funnier if I didn't mess up. Suffering succotash as well. (laughs) (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. (laughs) Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Uh, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Boy. Happy birthday to you. For it. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It is Wednesday, July the 13th of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to our buddy, our friend, Officer David Cooley. Happy birthday, Cooley. He's celebrating his birthday today. No longer an officer. Not exactly sure what what happened. happened? I I don't know. I guess he got kicked off. Uh, But Cooley (laughs) celebrates his birthday today, so happy birthday to him. He's uh, been a big supporter of ours for a long time. We appreciate him. He's also the guy who came to my house and helped me rid my house of a bat. I, I know. He kind of can do all kinds of things. Multi-talented. Uh, let's see here. Also, happy birthday goes out to Olivia Hilburn, who's from Etowah, turning 10 years old. Happy birthday and love from Dad. And Colton, Cruz Brinker of Stuttgart, celebrates today. Amy Lovins of Jonesboro. Matthew Vardell of Jonesboro celebrates. Steve Bentley of Paragould. We have Ron Farnsworth of Hot Springs celebrating. Tiffany Hobbs of Harrisburg. Beth Clegg. From Wynn, Christy Bruner of Jonesboro, and Hannah Ince. Let's try that again. Hannah Eads is celebrating a birthday today as well, so happy birthday. And if you have a birthday today, 
we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Colton Haynes is 34. That's Detective Jack Samuels on American Horror Story Colt and Jackson on MTV's Teen Wolf. Ken Yong is 53. That's Mr. Chow in the Hangover movies. Dr. Ken on Community and uh, one of the judges on The Masked Singer. Yeah. Happy birthday to uh, Daphne Reed who is 74. That's the second Vivian Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Whatever happened to the first Vivian Banks? I know. Where did she go? I don't know. Happy birthday today to Richard Cheech Marin, who is 76. That's Cheech and that's from Cheech and Chong. Yep. Patrick Stewart is 82, Professor Xavier, and Captain Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek. Yeah. Happy great. birthday to Harrison Ford. Oh my goodness, he's 80. Is he really? Han Solo, Indiana Jones, is 80 years old today. Right. And happy birthday to Tom Kenny, who is 60. He is SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh! Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! Absorbent and yellow and poor. Is it true in high school they used to call you Patrick because you looked like SpongeBob's best friend? Okay, I want to move out of the state at this point. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Tom Kenny. He is SpongeBob SquarePants. He turns 60 today. Happy birthday, SpongeBob. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man who describes himself (laughs) as Dr. Feelgood. I don't think he describes himself as that. He also has a tattoo. We can't no. really talk about where the tattoo Brandon, is. Brandon, you are a liar. What? What are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not making any of this up. He why is would an I, educated Why would I do that? Dr. Feelgood. He's the one that makes you feel good. He's the one they call Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Shane's mind. Dr. Shane's Bites! <laughs> Dr. Shane's Bites! <laughs> Why is it even man, worse today? You were off on your, uh, your notes this morning, man. Like, worse than normal. Oh, man. So he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Dr. Shane Spites, Dr. Feelgood. What's up, man? How are you this morning? Good morning, guys. I'm doing well. Hope your week's going good. Would you like to reveal where the tattoo is or not? Uh, not on the air. I'd rather not speak okay. about that right now. <laughs> uh, can I ask you, before we get into whatever you have prepared to educate us on this morning, I do want to ask you if I need to come and see you based mm-hmm. on a shoulder injury I'm dealing with. Here we go. Okay. So, okay. So when I was young, I had problems with my shoulders dislocating, right? Uh, and I'd be in okay. my, I'd have, I'd be in a wrestling match. The shoulder would come out. And the only thing you can do in front of a live crowd, I would have to roll out of the ring or pull on the rope or pull on the ring post to get my shoulder oh. back in place. Right. But Shane, right. at this point, you know, from 95 to 2001, you know, I didn't have insurance. I wasn't making that much money as far as being able to go in for surgery. So you just kind of let it heal. You know, you use the other arm the next time you're out there for the next night's matches or whatever. Uh, so I never fixed those issues. 
I've been, you know, I've been lifting weights for a while now, but I've noticed there's some type of a pain. It's like a numb pain that is always there in my right shoulder. And I'm wondering, is it a muscle or because it doesn't get better if maybe it's a nerve or is it bone on bone rubbing? What does that sound like? Because sometimes if I lay down, my arm goes numb. Okay. So a couple of things that, that um, uh, first of all, it's hard to really tell just, just over the phone. And so sometimes, you know, obviously we've got to have a, an evaluation of you, you probably ought to come in so we can really look at the shoulder. May need to get some imaging of it, but let me just, let me kind of back up a little bit. Okay. When you described your shoulder kind of coming out during those matches, and it was something that was chronically happening over and over again, what can happen is that creates inflammation in that shoulder area and can set you up for scar tissue. Okay. And that scar tissue then can be there for a long time. Now, if you start working it out again, start lifting a little heavier, you can start to kind of pull on that scar tissue and start to re-inflame the area and start to kind of increase, well, like I said, um, pain in that area. But it can also, this is going to sound strange, the muscles themselves, actually, as your muscles get bigger, you may notice, and I've, I've noticed this, I've had actually patients come in and talk about this, whereas they start working out, lifting heavier, and actually start getting larger, they start noticing numbness like when they go to bed at night. When they yep. lay down at, in the bed at night or they're laying on one side, they'll notice that one arm will start to go numb. And generally, that may be related more to the muscles. And then people don't realize this, but when we talk about the nerves in your body, mm-hmm. you know, the primary nerves come, they go down your spinal cord and they come out on either side of your back and they run around and obviously, you know, that's how how your fingers have touched and your toes have touched and that kind of thing. But those nerves, they run through, around, and muscles. And so just for for an example, the nerves that run through the muscles, if those muscles get into spasm, let's say you're working out heavier and one of the muscles kind of gets into spasm, it can spasm around those nerves and cause that numbness. And that numbness can run down the arm, it can run into into the hands, it can run into the fingers, it can run down the back of the leg. And so we would want to evaluate you because that's not necessarily something that's going to need surgery. Okay. It's actually something that, that may just need uh, some treatment. Actually, um, it, it's interesting that you bring this up. Um, we teach this at our osteopathic medical school to be able to manage this without surgery or even without uh, medication. So that's actually something we can treat. But we would also go on further and do a full evaluation of the shoulder. You might need an MRI. You might need some other imaging. You might need referral to uh, to a specialist like an orthopedic surgeon or someone like that if it's something that's chronically been there. Because you started to describe really injuries that have occurred years and years ago. Yeah. And, and that, that absolutely can happen. Yeah, and it hadn't happened in, golly, almost 20 years at this point. But you know, I always have that fear that what happens if it does slip out. <clears throat> but I've noticed, like, even if I raise my arm a little bit, I was trying to throw Kai in a pool the other day, and you know, I, I think I'm stronger than I ever have been as far as, as in my life, but I couldn't boost him anymore because of that pain in my shoulder. So is there a potential that I could come in as maybe like a test dummy okay. for the medicine school? A test dummy. Like maybe you guys just use me as education and an education piece. He's trying to get out of the price of any kind of payment. Oh, okay. No, I was trying I, to help I, the students know, at the oh. at NYIT. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure we would love to see you uh, in some sort of teaching dummy capacity. I would, <laughs> oh, it'd be easy for him. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have for us? We always turn to you and say, educate us. I did see Dr. Fauci before you tell me your part. Dr. Fauci is maybe recommending people start to wear masks again. Yeah. So COVID's taken off again. Um, in Arkansas, it's a different variant. There's a couple of things that I'll be honest with you are catching my attention now. Um, an article I read actually just yesterday that talks about the number of times you 
Um, there can be some health consequences with that. Mm. That's the first article I've seen about that is that, well, you know, the, the number of times you get reinfected and these new variants, you can get reinfected. Now, it's not that you may end up in the hospital, though those that are being hospitalized, there's still an increase in that. We're seeing an increase in hospitalizations here in Arkansas, but typically those are 60 to 70 and above. Okay. So the older individuals are being hospitalized, but we are seeing an increase. Um, we are seeing a significant increase in number of cases. Most people probably even listen to the radio. You probably know somebody that's sick right now, yeah. uh, one way or the other. So uh, there, there's a lot of truth to that. It's being passed around. Um, I mean, we're seeing it in the community. I'm seeing it in the clinic. Um, again, they're they're sick enough to stay home. Most of them aren't sick enough to be hospitalized. But I'm a little concerned by that new research that says, look, the number of times you get reinfected with COVID, that can actually affect your long-term health status. I can see where the conversation around masking is coming back up. As much as everybody hates it, and I hate it, if it if it's something that, that may um, keep me from getting sick that can contribute to my long-term health, like we just talked about your shoulder, something that happened you know years ago that could be contributing to your health now, um, it's something we need to talk about. So I um, hope I'm not out of school to ask you this, but are you guys, uh, is it still protocol at the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in the clinic uh, the NYIT clinic to have masks on? So right now our staff are wearing masks um, and we then we have the, the patients come in masks because we've had, we've got, um, it's such a different constellation of symptoms that we're seeing in, mm-hmm. that we're seeing come in. So if it's, it may just be a little bit of a runny nose, it may just be a little bit of a cough or sore throat. Some people real feel really bad. So it's kind of hard to tell. The testing is still not great, which is frustrating. Yeah. Uh, that the, you know, some people are testing positive. Some people are not. Um, when we have large groups in the school, they are masked. Small groups, we're not requiring that right now. They're all fully vaccinated and boosted, um, and we think the risk is low. It's also a lower risk population that we have, you know, in their, you know, early 20s or right. so uh, in terms of risk of hospitalization. But we may have to change that. As a matter of fact, I think we probably will have to change some of those as we start to gear back up when we have new students coming in here in August that are starting. Um, so we'll probably look at our COVID policies based on what the numbers are. The CDC has elevated our area of the country, our uh, our county here in Craighead County, as well as Northeast Arkansas, um, is at an elevated risk now in terms of transmission. Um, so it's a little worrisome that we're, you know, see, seeing all this all over again. No, it's worrisome because, you know, we're still at the summer point where, yeah, people are traveling, but we don't have this high, the highly congested schools with kids everywhere. Uh, and you just have to wonder what that's going to look like as we get into early September. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah. there's your COVID update. What else do you have for us this morning? Doc Talk with Dr. Shane Spites. You know, there's real. There was a really fascinating study, and um, and I was trying, I was trying to figure out whether I wanted to talk to you guys about it or not. But it was like, um, like it was a big deal. Really fascinating. Came out about a week ago, and and it's just one study, which we never we never try to really hang our hat on one study. But it was a study on looking at how we treat pain. Um, and it was a it was a conversation knowing how the human body works. And basically, let's say you you get a headache, or let's say, like you said, you had your shoulder injury, right? And typically, you would take like an ibuprofen or a Tylenol or aspirin or something like that, right? Um, there's information coming out now that when you take those medications for pain, it could set you up for more chronic pain down the road. Oh no. So yeah, that, and that's that, that's 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 just the opposite of what we've thought for right. decades and decades in terms of how we treat pain. And so, like I said, it's brand new information, and I find it really really interesting. 
Uh, I'm not really changing anything that I do in terms of patient management or recommendations to patients right now. But what happens is, is when you have pain, there's all of these chemicals and, and you know, your body's response that occur. And one of the chemicals that are released actually is a pain control chemical that your body creates itself and releases, and it helps prevent chronic pain. That when you take an ibuprofen or a Tylenol or aspirin, you block that. Right. So a lot of, like I said, a lot of this is just you know some biochemistry, you know, and some um, some chemical theory, we'll say. But it's really interesting. It's the first time that I've ever heard anything about this or heard anything even like this. So what's the recommendation? Let's say I have you know shoulder pain or somebody has a headache or they're getting a migraine or whatever, and they typically would go in and reach for an ibuprofen, acetaminophen, whatever the case may be. Uh, what's the recommendation? So, so we're not really changing recommendations. I'll be honest with you, though. I have always been of the mindset that you – and this is true, and this is true for most many physicians. You use the lowest effective dose for the shortest amount of time, and that's okay. true with any medicine. So like if I – Let's take an antibiotic, for example. Let's say you had to have an antibiotic. I'm not going to give you this huge whopping dose of antibiotic for two weeks if I know that you only need this smaller dose for seven days. There's no reason to go out there and and overdo it. The same thing is true with pain medicines, over-the-counter medicines. If You you don't need to take four ibuprofen if one will do. Right. Um, and so you, and you take it for the shortest amount of time, maybe I shouldn't take one and you know, it's the pain's not that bad. I can kind of deal with it, you know, through the rest of the day, just kind of just cut it down so that I can make it through my day and I can work and that sort of thing. So you want to use the lowest dose for the shortest amount of time when you talk about pain medications for yeah. sure. But so let's and say so I have a headache though, right? And I, in my mind, and maybe I'm wrong, you can educate me on this. I think, oh man, if I take two of these Advil right now, it's going to work faster. And yeah, and that, that's exactly right. That's what people think, and that's not always true. You're absolutely wow. right. That's not always true. And and sometimes too, we got to think about. So why is that? I'm ha- why am I having a headache? I have found certainly in a um, oddly enough in women, uh, women themselves are, are largely dehydrated, for, for lack of a better term. Like right. don't you know we all don't drink enough water, um, but women more so. And so I have found that a lot of dehydration or a lot of, look, I'm just not drinking enough water. I drink more coffee. I drink more sodas, which further dehydrate me. Mm-hmm. Um, those things can actually be uh, alleviated by regular uh, water intake and prevent future headaches and things like that. Now, hands down, there are, there are people that have migraines or people that have chronic headaches for different reasons. That's a whole different category. But the occasional headache, uh, sometimes those can actually be, uh, be prevented. Let's talk about the dehydration, then we'll be done. Uh, okay, so dehydration. Sometimes with with coffee, especially, uh, am I yeah. getting a headache from the coffee and the caffeine, or am I getting a headache because I'm dehydrated and the coffee only further dehydrates me? It's probably more of the the dehydration because wow. they're actually caffeine is actually a medicine that we've used before to actually treat headaches and treat pains. It's actually huh. a combination medication that you use with it as like caffeine, uh, Tylenol. Um, um, aspirin, you know, there's some combination. Like I think the BC powder used to have a combination like that, kind of, you know, pep you up. But um, it it can also uh, contribute to headaches. Um, so, that, but the dehydration itself that comes from caffeine because we know that caffeine stimulates uh, urine output. Uh, the same as alcohol stimulates urine output. So alcohol, right. caffeine, uh, all of those uh, can make you more dehydrated. And so you got to really you got to replenish all that water that you're getting rid of through, through your urinary system, if that makes sense. Do you recommend stuff like, uh, have you seen the packets like liquid IV and things like that? 
No, I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. Here's the deal. But I mean, I mean, just to be very frank with everybody, look, the, the good Lord did a great job creating our human body, and yeah. it's an amazing, amazing machine that if we just do the common right things, we'll be fine. When we start trying to think that we're a lot smarter than the human body, I think that's what gets us in trouble. Um, so that's why I'm a big fan of, look, just, you know, regular activity, um, you know, good diet, drink lots of water. Um, I think that's really the best, the best setup. I mean, there's lots of, and we can talk about that, you know, some other time, there's lots of good information in terms of, um, there's a new study that talked about exercise and actually longevity of your life. So we actually have now information. I know my wife sometimes says, I did a study on that. Yes, I know. <laughs> but actually exercise does, does actually uh, lengthen your life. We actually have now data that says regular exercise at, at 150 minutes a week, which is about 30 minutes a day. Um, and they even looked at people who just did it on the weekends, just did, look, I'm just going to do all my 150 minutes on the weekend. And they found that that was about the same. Um, but Anyway, regular exercise, good diet, you know, water intake, just the basic things like that. We don't have to overthink it too much. There you go. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in Arkansas State. He is Dr. Feelgood himself, <laughs> Dr. Shane Spites. Man, we appreciate your time this morning, and maybe next week you'll tell us where you have that tattoo, okay? Absolutely, yeah. No promises, though. No promises. Right, we'll see you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by our friend Sarah Munoz from A-State Athletics, who is pretty much busy all the time between raising babies and <laughs> raising a husband and working with all the marketing and stuff. How are you holding up over there? Uh, we are doing all right. You know, it's uh, summer is always a fun time as we uh, get ready for a new season and uh, we get to do all the fun planning and, and host some special events in the middle of all of, uh, you know, everybody's vacations and downtime. So right. it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun time over here. And not to mention the fact that you have some babies that aren't going into a regular school. So I'm sure your days are probably really, really crazy right now, right? Yes, they are. And so funny story, <clears throat> which I know you guys, a lot of people are aware that I will be transitioning, you know, to other places here before too long, but um, we were supposed to leave in the middle of the week this week. And so I kept my oldest out of his summer program for the week, thinking mm-hmm. we'd be leaving today yes. and we are not. And oh. so I have had the experience of a kid at home during the summer and he's eaten, I kid you not, like 16 meals. And so I get where moms and dads are frantic over summer grocery budget. Yes. Because it was like it ate, he ate at seven o'clock yesterday morning. He was eating a cheeseburger at nine thirty, and then he wanted food at nine o'clock last night. I, I'm thinking to myself, "You're six going on sixteen. This is crazy." Yeah, but he's my spirit animal. We know at dinner, like if Kai tells me he's hungry at five o'clock, that's snack time. Because yeah. if we feed mm-hmm. him dinner at five, there is no doubt we have to do another dinner before yeah. the end of the night. <laughs> yes, and I have, I'm experiencing that this week when they're at school. You know, they get so busy or. The summer programs, they get so busy that they don't think about eating. But when they're at home, it's, ooh, what am I going to eat next? Yeah, they're like us. They're just craving food. So we wanted mm-hmm. to have Sarah on this morning. And again, first of all, just uh, I'll say publicly uh, how great you've been to me and the fact that, you know, I know you guys have a great opportunity in your family, but we're going to miss you at Arkansas State. I'm going to miss you for sure on football days, because if there was uh, somebody I could lean on during my football times, uh, it was you. You were always there to support us. And I appreciate that very much. Well, thank you. I appreciate you and look forward to you continuing, you know, your role 
uh, with game day. Yeah, I hope I don't age out. Am I aging out? Am I? Are you worried about that? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Sarah, we know keep that he's up that fitness program. We okay. know he's he's hard to to deal with. So it's going to be you know hard to fill your shoes to get someone to to deal with with his divaness. Great, thank you very much, Kelly. Uh-huh. Appreciate it. You're welcome. That. Hey, I uh, wanted to talk to you guys about helmets and heels. This is an event uh, you know it's been around for a number of years now, and uh, it really is. Uh, it's a whole bunch of fun. I remember the concept of the idea because I think I was a part of either the first or second one way back. Um, golly, I can't even remember which coach was the first one who was there for it, but it was, uh, we're coming up on the 10th annual helmets and heels and that thing, man, it's going to be here right before we know it, right? It is. It comes, it's coming up in about two and a half weeks, uh, Thursday, July 28th. And when you talk about people working in college athletics, I got to throw this one in there too. And I say, I love my job and I love sports. I do truly love it because July 28th is actually my 10th wedding anniversary. So, but I'm going to spend it with my friends at Helmets and Heels. So. No, and here's the deal. I guarantee you Helmets and Heels is more fun than your anniversary. Oh. <laughs> According to Brandon. <laughs> if not more topical, then, you know, it might be. No, so let's talk about Helmets and Heels because for people who have been, they know what the event is. But I know that over the last number of years, you guys have kind of geared it even more toward, uh, hey, let's have fun. Let's figure out what the game day apparel is going to be. It's, a, it's even more girly than it has been in, in the past, right? Yes, it has, it has definitely evolved over the years. Um, we feature anywhere from 12 to 15 or so vendors. They come in with their game day looks, uh, whether it's an actual item that bears a state or, you know, the Red Wolf logo, or it's just their red and black apparel. Um, there's a lot to choose from, from an apparel standpoint, from gifts to, um, medical spa will have, and I can go through the list of vendors here shortly. Sure. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun and it's a, it's a great opportunity. A lot of times certain vendors have discounts or they provide coupons to go back and shop later. So it's, it's a really great opportunity to, um, get exposed to all of those, those cute boutiques all in one spot. So often when we think about the football experience, so much of it is customized toward either uh, the college student or it's customized toward the man because, hey, the man's the football fan. But what you realize when you go to Helmets and Heels is how many women truly enjoy football Mm -hmm. and truly enjoy supporting Arkansas State. They do. There's, There's a room full of women from our area, and they love the program. They love the student athletes. They love Arkansas State University. Some of them are alumni or some of them were born and raised here. And so they just want to give back to the community and to the school that, you know, that they follow. And so uh, it's a lot of fun to get them in the room and and they get to meet the coaches. And uh, usually we're checking out some of the uniforms for the season Mm -hmm. and meeting a few of the players. And it's like I said, it's a lot of fun. There's some auction, you know, exclusive auction items that they get to bid on whether they use it or gift it to a, a spouse or a family member. Sometimes they do those kinds of things too, which is pretty cool. Yep. But it's a it's a lot of fun. If, if you haven't been, I highly encourage. And if you have, I know you'll be coming back because a, uh, a lot of our faces are repeat faces, and that's fun. So, again, it happens on Thursday, July the 28th. And here's another way to look at this if you're a female. This is a great night away from your husband and your kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I mean, because it's girls and girls get to That's go there. True. And I'll look, I'll look around the room when I'm at the event and there's people laughing and giggling and having fun and they're learning about football and they're talking to this, uh, the coaching staff and they're getting their photos taken with these A-State football players. Now, when I started the event, it wasn't held in the tower. So to me, the idea of now being in the tower, that's an upgrade too, because for some people, they don't have access to go up into the tower and boom, all of a sudden you're up there, uh, two or three floors up in the air in this beautiful scenery of Arkansas State and Centennial Bank Stadium. Yes. So the the main event takes place in the uh, We're McAllister Family Club. That's where we have hors d'oeuvres and drinks and meet the coaches. And then all of the shopping and the vendors will be up on the second floor in the Johnny Allison Tower. And everything overlooks Centennial Bank Stadium. We get the water features going. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually there's a little pink backlighting to uh, to fit the event. Um, and, it's yeah, it's a great place, a great space for it. So if people want to grab tickets, I know that, you know, space, when you when you think about going up into that tower area, it is a little bit more limited. I'm, I'm sure people need to get tickets now because the people who go every year probably already have their tickets. But is there still a little bit of time? I know we're a couple of weeks away. Can people still can people still go and grab some tickets? Yes, they can. There is still a little bit of time. Uh, something new that we had introduced this year is selling whole tables. So uh, there are. To my knowledge, on our call, we had a call planning call yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just maybe a couple tables left. Those are five fifty, and that seats eight. And then individual tickets are sixty five dollars in advance or seventy five dollars at the door. If we have anything left by the time we open the day of, um, and then we, we there might be a vendor space available. So if you were thinking about getting in front of a large group of women that support Arkansas State athletics. Uh, it would be a good opportunity, and they can call the Red Wolves Foundation at 870-972-2401 or email redwolvesfoundation at astate.edu for more information on either of those uh, tickets or uh, vendor opportunities. I've been to Coach Jones's house. Uh, one time we did an event there, and at the end of the night, he did karaoke and sang for everybody. Do you think there's any chance oh, we could convince him to sing for everybody at Helmets and Heels? If you do it first. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Okay. No, I don't know. No, I'm saying okay for you. No, I don't know if, it, if I should agree. I did do – see, the time I did karaoke at his house, Sarah, uh, it was myself and Hayden. We were doing some karaoke, and my wife was videoing it because it was kind of funny, and then we realized my zipper was down. Sarah, he wasn't asked back. Yeah, they, they, they literally canceled me. They, they had booked me for two weeks in a row, and after my zipper was down, they canceled me the second week. <laughs> so anyway helmets and heels it's going to be happening on thursday july the 28th you can find out more through the red wolves foundation you can call 870-972-2401 uh, and again the vendor space if you are a vendor and you want to show mm-hmm. off your stuff in front of an awesome group of ladies who will be consumers yes uh, there's a great chance for you to do that as well anything else we need to know sarah uh, I I don't think so, but we hope to see everyone there, and uh, it's going to be a really fun evening. Gift bags, auction mm-hmm. items, all kinds of fun. Plus, meet the coaching staff and the players. It's Helmets and Heels. It happens on Thursday, July the 28th. And Sarah Munoz joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Zinc. Sarah, we'll see you soon, okay? Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Callie Talley. 
who I'm just going to tell you, I will probably say your name the rest of the day, Callie. Such a fun name. <laughs> How are you this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are y'all? Good. We're good. Are you a tally by marriage? I'm a tally by marriage, yes. My maiden name was Wagner. So did you choose uh, your husband because the last name was going to rhyme with your first name? I mean, I did love it. Um, it was My name was Callie Tally before we ever got married. As soon as we started dating, everyone started calling us that, and so it just kind of fit. So um, I didn't choose it by name, but, I mean, I think it worked out pretty well for us. <laughs> I think it works out. It sounds like you could be, you know, like on the radio. Yeah. Maybe you could be, you know, a wrestler or something like that or a, a musician. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Callie could be yeah. a wrestler. I don't know. So, hey, we wanted to chat with you this morning because I've heard about the Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation, which I know is something that you're spearheading. Uh, and I know, you know, it's kind of early in getting uh, in getting the word out. There's an event coming up in November, and we just wanted, uh, collectively, we were talking with our team at Families, Inc., and we wanted to get you on and, and have you tell us more about the Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation. Yeah, so um, the Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation, it was founded in 2020 um, by myself and my husband. Um, I'm the executive director, and then we have a board uh, made up of 11 different people um, across the state of Arkansas. And kind of really what kicked it off was back in 2020, um, Officer Zach Barton with JPD was involved in a car accident um, that ultimately took his life. And what we noticed at that point was there's not an immediate assistance for officers when something like that happens. Um, There are some foundations and, you know, communities always come together and give back, you know, after something like that happens, but it's typically later on down the road. Mm -hmm. And um, so my husband and I put together this event at our gym that we own downtown as well, um, raised about $5,000 for the Barton family and gave it to them within the week. That's awesome. And so we're like, Hey, we need to do something. And so we sat down with some friends and, we put together this um, this foundation, and what we do is we provide immediate assistance to any law enforcement officer across the state that is killed or injured in the line of duty. So, um, so far, we've given assistance to three different officers across the state, um, one in Pea Ridge, um, one in Central Arkansas, and then our own um, Officer Obergon here that was shot earlier this year. Um, and so what we do is if there's a critical incident that happens, one of our board members will reach out to the um, affected department get a little bit of information, say, hey, what do you need? You know, do we need a plane ticket for the family? Do we need hotel rooms for the family? Um, Do you need daycare coverage for the week? Um, And so we'll determine um, what they need. Our board board will vote um, on how much to send, and then we get it to them within, ideally, 24 to 36 hours. Wow. That response Uh, sounds amazing. And then we'll follow up in a few weeks and see if they need anything else, and then we just kind of go from there. we hope that there's never a time that we have to be utilized, but we're really excited to have, you know, the funds and the support to be able to do this because it is when something like that happens, you're never expecting it. You know, it's not like, you know, you're going to go to work and not come home or come home and not be able to work again. So, well, and that's a deal that an officer, somebody who works in uh, emergency services, especially police and state troopers, that's what they do every single day. But I think, you know, you know that going in, you know that when you sign up for the job. And then I think you do the job for so long that it becomes just normal. It becomes routine. And, hey, I always go home. It's what I've always done. And then, boom, something hits you in the face and it changes it. And a lot of times in life, especially as, you know, we're we're kind of the age that we are, we're just trying to figure it out right. and we don't have a ton of money put back because we're trying to live and we're trying to raise families and inflation and gas and all the different things that are going on. So to know that this organization is going to be there immediately, that's incredible. 
right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of the thing. And, um, you know, it's just, you, you're never prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what we were like, you know, we knew that Officer Barton's family um, needed help and we were able to provide it. And we're like, hey, you know, it doesn't just happen once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. It's happening more often. Um, let's find a way to give back. You know, um, my husband grew up here, um, here in Jonesboro. I'm from the Northeast Arkansas area. Yeah. You know, our community has given so much to us. Um, it was time for us to give back. And we thought this was the best way to do it because it's something that we're both so passionate about. Um, the majority of people in our lives are involved in law enforcement um, or are married into law enforcement in some right. way. Um, so that's kind of how it all started. That's what we do. Um, and we're really looking forward to putting on COVID. You know, we started it in the middle of COVID. So <laughs> right. we do a lot of events. Um, so we're really looking forward to hopefully a mild fall um, and putting on our big barbecue event in November. Yeah, let's talk about that. The barbecue for the blue fundraiser happens in November. Uh, give me the vision behind what you guys want to do with this. So we kind of sat down and we were talking about, you know, what do we want to do um, as a big fundraiser? We have um, quarterly fundraisers at the gym. We do hero workouts that honor officers that have um, died in the line of duty. And then right. we take donations and sell T-shirts. And that's kind of been our main fundraiser so far. And we're like, we want to do something big, something different. You know, there's tons of, there's tons of golf tournaments, um, right. which are great fundraisers. Um, lots of different other things that go on. And so we're like, let's do something different. And uh, one of our board members, Alec McDaniel, was like, let's have a cook-off. Like, let's throw, like, you know, we have the barbecue fest and there's barbecue things around here. He's like, let's make it like a, like a grilling cook-off. Yep. So that's, what, that's kind of where Barbecue for the Blue was born. We're going to do, um, it's amateur to professional. You know, there's no, um, there's no limit on, who can compete, but it will be a blind taste test with the judges. So nice. nobody knows whose steak they're eating or hamburger or chicken or whatever they're making. There'll be three divisions, um, chicken, pork, and beef. And you can choose mm. any cut of those three things. And that'll be the division you compete against mm. everybody else. And then we'll do the top two that'll get cash prizes. And then they'll have the optional for best side. And see, here I am thinking about, you're talking food. Food is my language. <laughs> yes. yeah. So I mean, that's kind of, you know, Everybody, like, you can get a lot of people to do a lot of things for food. So when you you bring up food, um, and especially, you know, we have, we have, we have decent falls here that couple of weeks that we do get that are actual fall, um, are nice. So we're thinking, you know, it's going to be nice weather. Um, it's going to be really cool out at Huntington Square. If y'all haven't been out there recently, it's in, it's amazing. Um, and then, you know, we're going to come together for a good cause. Like it's just, you know, kind of perfect alignment. So let's talk about how people can get involved because there's there's two different aspects of this. Obviously, if you think you're pretty good, and I know tons of guys, and I'll get I'll get picture pictures from dudes like, hey, look, I just did ribs, I just did this. This happens about once a week yeah. where somebody shows me some food that they've done. Uh, if people want to compete because they think they're good and they want to win and they want to help, how can they go about competing? All right. So to compete, we don't have the um, competition form ready just yet, but it will be. Okay. Um, but we do have a list of people who want the registration form as soon as it's live. Yep. And so you can send a message to Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation, either on Facebook or on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation. On Instagram, it's at ARC3F. Okay. Um, and then we also have you can send me an email. It's Callie, C-A-L-L-I-E, at griffinresponsegroup.com. Um, that's kind of where we started our registration list okay. for competitors. Um, we're hoping to have the actual registration form live 
um, sometime next week, we were tweaking the rules and making sure that we could send out the rules with the registration right. so everybody kind of knew where they were going to be. And then on the other side, we also have um, opportunities for business and, you know, personal sponsorships. Um, we have a presenting sponsor, which means your name's going to be on absolutely everything. It'll be on the banner. When we, you know, plug it, it'll say this event is sponsored by blank, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to just what's called a supporting sponsor, which is a lower amount of money. You still get your name listed on things and all of them get tickets to the event. Um, some of them get free teams. And so there's the opportunity to support us that way as well. If maybe you're not ready to throw down on the grill just yet, but you want to support the cause and we are a 501c3, so everything is tax deductible. So again, it's the Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation, and they're there to provide immediate support uh, for families of officers across the state who are either injured or killed in the line of duty across the state of Arkansas. So again, the Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation. And Callie, before we let you go, tell me as uh, being the wife of an officer, what is that like? What kind of stress is in your life on a daily basis just knowing what your husband has to do? Um, you know, honestly, most days I'm pretty calm. Um, I see the husband, I see, I see the husband, I see the training that my husband goes through and the preparation that he takes for his job and the confidence that he has and his confidence a lot of times helps me. Um, but then you turn on the news and you see, you know, you see an awful story, um, or you, you get the phone calls that we get when something has happened somewhere else. And then for a good little bit i'm in kind of like this fog of oh my gosh what like what if we're next what if that happens to us what if it happens here what if it's one of our friends like what if i have to call you know my friend who's also married to an officer and say hey you know what do you guys need because this has happened um it's definitely a roller coaster um for sure um i guess the like i said the one thing that really gets me through it is you know trusting the confidence that my officer has in his training and his abilities um to come home safe Yeah. Brave people, man, who do that, because a lot of us, you know, we would like to talk all tough, but when it came time Mm -hmm. to go out there and do it, uh, many of us aren't equipped for that. So uh, shout out to your husband, everybody in law enforcement around the state. And don't forget, it's the Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation with the barbecue for the blue event, which is going to happen in November, Huntington Square. Uh, And Kelly, we'll have you back on as we get closer to talk more about it and to give more information. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for talking to us this morning. and We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks y'all so much. All right. Bye-bye. It's Callie Talley from the Arkansas Code 3 Response Foundation on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Lucas Klontz, who is here to talk about uh, Local Fest, which happens in Jonesboro this weekend. Lucas, I was looking at the poster, and you got like... What is it? 45 stages, uh, 500 (laughs) acts out there. It seems like you continue to try to make this more impossible to handle every single year. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm just trying to blow this thing up and uh, let's just have a party for two days in Jonesboro. No, and that's what it looks like. So, And it's actually happening this weekend, and it's kind of uh, interesting timing as I was looking at uh, the forecast, right? Like, you know, Saturday, sunshine. Uh, Sunday looks like uh, maybe a slight chance of some showers. But but really, at this point, man, uh, the weekend is going to be jam-packed, and it looks like it's going to really take over the entire downtown area. Absolutely. We've got, uh, as you said, many stages, not quite 500, but we've got 12 <laughs> stages of uh, live music with – Every genre you can imagine from gospel, country, uh, hip-hop, blues, metal, rock and roll, you name it, there's going to be artists representing that genre. So 
Uh, we've got everything. Um, we've got a hijinks kid zone. We've got Diego Ranch doing a pony petting zoo and horseback oh, ride. Yeah. We've got Civil Axe holding a throwing competition. Um, they're going to have their shop open on Main Street, but as well, they're going to have a portable truck outdoors that uh, has the ability to throw axes outside. So we've got all kinds of fun things for families and, and everybody. So just uh, plan on coming out Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. and then Sunday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Lucas, let's talk about the vision behind this, right? Like when you had this idea and you were trying to conceptualize, hey, I think I want to bring all these people downtown. I want to have music on every corner and all this. Uh, where did that come from? What was inside of you that, that you said, hey, we need to do this for this community? Well, I'm a musician myself, and I'm always looking for places to play and things to do. And I know I've got a lot of friends that are in the same boat as me. They're always just kind of looking for places and to play and things to do. So, um I used to drive back and forth between Paragold and Jonesboro quite often, and I'd drive past Shop Local Park, and I'd say, man, that's a great area. I'd love to do something. And then finally, I just got the courage to call them up back in 2019 and say, hey, uh, I'd love to do something out at your venue. What would it take? And we ended up coordinating Local Fest in 2019. It went awesome. Um, I think it was three stages with like 40 acts. And then uh, 2020 happened, of course. COVID was no good. We moved it downtown in 2021 and we got it up to six stages with over 50 something acts and then this year we're up to 12 stages with over 90 acts so it is just yeah it's just continually growing and more people are involved more more business and community members and musicians and art artists and you name it everybody has kind of taken notice of it and wanted to be a part of it so it's just continually going to grow and hopefully you know within the next five years six years or so we'll have some major support and that'll allow us to do some really awesome things in Jonesboro. No, let me stop you there and tell you already, you have Mm -hmm. great support and a really, really incredible event because, you know, we do events throughout the year and, you know, events are going to be a big undertaking because guess what? We have lives and we have jobs and we all have things to do. This is a passion project for you to deal with this many people uh, and to put something like this together. Uh, it really shows how much you care about not only the the creative people in this area, but about uh, you know having an event that's fun for families uh, from all around this area to come into Jonesboro and be a part of this. Man, you're not lying. That that's absolutely right. That's my goal is to just bring everyone together and. Uh, you know, I've, this is, it is a passion project. That's, this is, I, I do it because I love it and I really want people to enjoy themselves and just have a great weekend. So, um, thank you so much for spotlighting me on your show. Appreciate it. Yeah. And I want to mention this too. Uh, you know, when you think about this many different, uh, pieces of live music and you think about all the things that are happening, poetry readings and open mics and comedy and the hijinks family area and the pony rides, all the different stuff that's going to be happening out there. Uh, you know, it takes a bunch of people to put that together. That's number one. But number two, when you think about an event like this, you're thinking, well, what's the cost going to be? What's it going to cost to go and see 90 different bands? And I think the fact that you figure this out makes it even better because the cost is? It is free admission. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so talk about a passion project. Yeah. Put that much work, that much time into this. And for all these acts to want to come down there and play and, and show off their creativity, it's going to be a lot of fun. It happens in downtown Jonesboro and really all over downtown Jonesboro. And it happens on Saturday and Sunday. Lucas, if people want more information on Local Fest, where can they get it? Uh, you can find more information on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page that we post things on daily, all the event maps and uh, schedules, everything will be on that page. Um, We also have it on our Instagram page. 
And those are both, if you just search Local Fest 2022, you'll find them, or Local Fest NEA, uh, it'll pull up. So, um, yeah, that information's all out there. Of course, we will have an information booth set up at the venue uh, or at the festival itself, and we will have brochures and flyers or any type of information that you may need, as well as T-shirts and things of that nature. So stop by the information tent. No, and you guys do a good job with your T-shirts and your artwork. I've seen some of the stuff from years past. And they always look, uh, they always look like quality stuff. So, it's local fest, and it happens this weekend in downtown Jonesboro, a two-day event with all these stages and all these acts. And Lucas Klontz joins us this morning on the K Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Have a great day, man, and a great weekend, and best of luck. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. Thank you, Kelly. All right. See you, man. See Lucas Klotz on the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. Hey. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. He is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. He is Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Kevin, you have the longest intro of anybody I know. <laughs> That's awesome. I love, I love hearing about myself. <laughs> hey, uh, do, do you love the fact that right before we came on the air, we got Kevin on and he was on standby and he mentioned that uh, maybe later today he was going to be by his pool, of which at which point I invited myself to Kevin's okay. house. Is that okay? That is great. I've got an extra beverage container for you. Okay. Is it okay if I bring my wife in her bathing suit? Um, that would be even better. In fact, if she wants to come and you don't have to, that's fine. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. How did I know that was going to happen? Mm-hmm. All right. She's my way into many pool parties these days. Um, anyway. That's true. Uh, anyway, you got any floaties over there? Are you going to bring mine? Uh, we've got, we got floaties. Yeah. We have floaties and uh, noodles and all the, all the, uh, accoutrements. Do you have nose plugs? Because he has to hold his nose when he jumps in. Oh gosh. I don't have any. I've got some infant nose plugs. I doubt they, they might cover one. Those won't work. (laughs) Man, y'all are brutal this morning. Hey, so we come to Kevin and we, we try to break up his day. Like he starts off the morning by performing surgery and then we call in to, to chat with him on the radio. So we completely disrupt his morning. Uh, but we'd like to talk about our pets. You know, we're obviously animal lovers. I love dogs and, uh, my new best friend is my dog Murphy Lee. What the hook Mm going to be? Uh oh. I don't need no Murphy hook on this beat. Kevin, he's a cavapoo and he is my favorite dog. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. I bet. They're neat, neat little dogs. Are those dogs really smart, or do I just have an exceptionally smart dog? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you probably have an ex- exceptionally smart dog, but as a breed, both breeds are, are very intelligent, and they're, you know, very, you know, very docile, uh, very gentle breeds, good family dogs. So let me ask you about this, though, because, like, I've always thought that bigger dogs were smarter than small dogs. And I did. I don't know if that's because I think the the brain size of a larger dog, like, you know, a German Shepherd, uh, is larger. So that means they have more capacity to be smart. Is there anything to that? Because sometimes, you know, you, you struggle a little more training some smaller dogs. Yeah, they do have some issues, small dogs, you know, sometimes with housebreaking. And I don't think that's really their intelligence. Uh, you know, they may be a little more independent, but... Um, you know, just brain size doesn't necessarily mean they're smarter. Obviously, larger animals have larger brains to, you know, make their body function. And, uh, so, um, you know, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of the dog breeds are very intelligent. And, uh, 
you know, I think we see that a lot in our, our smaller pets, too, that, uh, you know, that's why they're so popular as, as our, you know, house pets, lap dogs, and, yeah. you know, companions. Which dog breed do you think has the most intelligence, or are there a couple up there at the top? Um, you know, of course, you, you, you look at these uh, uh, dogs that are trained as, uh, you know, uh, working dogs and, Obviously, there's a lot of training that goes into that, but along with that comes that they have to have the capacity to learn right. and to remember. So, you know, I think they have some intelligence when you're looking at Labradors, German Shepherds, some of the working dogs like that. But I think, um, you know, our small breed dogs, I mean, I've got a little Chihuahua, and I think she's very intelligent, and uh, she's still not very well house trained, but I think that's <laughs> just because she doesn't want to go outside sometimes, So, especially in the heat. So, yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I mean, I don't know that there are any true dumb dogs. Uh, you know, they, there may be, they've all got their individual uh, little quirks. But, uh, you know, overall, as a species, dogs are, are pretty intelligent. Yeah, I love them. Uh, let's talk about, you mentioned the heat a few minutes ago. One thing that we like to talk about uh, when it gets to be as hot as it has been is the importance of making sure our dogs are protected from the heat. And, yeah, that includes, hey, don't leave them outside for too long, but, you mentioned something that you've dealt with in the past that you don't ever want to have to deal with again, and that's a pet who's been left in a hot car. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When, actually, when you called, I wasn't in surgery. I was actually doing some calculating when uh, Friday morning we came into the office, and, you know, we usually turn the AC up a little bit in the in the non-pet areas at night, and uh, normally when we come in, it may be 76, 77, and it cools down pretty quickly. Well, when we came in, it was like 81, and I'm like, oh, no. Right. So we turn on the back air conditioner that's in the back part of the clinic, kind of our treatment surgery area. Well, it wasn't. Uh, I went outside and uh, the compressor wasn't oh. you know, running and it was great. So I went upstairs and the, tri- the breakfast trip. I thought, oh, easy fix. So I sure. uh, reset it, went back downstairs, still wasn't working. And so I did some other things. And I went down and it was a fan on the com- uh, unit outside was finally turning, but it was making a humming noise. And I thought, that's not good. <laughs> so we called our heat and air guy, and he said, I'll put you on the list. And he, he didn't tell me how many pages, you know, down, down at the bottom I was. But right. anyway, they weren't able to make it out Friday. So we dealt with it over the weekend. And fortunately, Monday morning, um, they came and uh, replaced it, got it done about two yesterday. Well, they had to replace the whole unit. It was 18 years old, oh. you know, which I guess is a pretty good run on that. Yeah. But <clears throat> when I t- heard how much it was going to be, when you called, I was actually uh, kind of calculating how many more spades I'm going to have to do this year <laughs> to uh, pay for the air conditioning unit. So um, I figured the only way I can make that work is if I'm open till 10 o'clock at night every single <laughs> night. So, but it did make me think of the heat and the issues we see. And between that episode this weekend with my air conditioner, and I happened to see on social media pictures, kind of cute. It has this dog inside a closed vehicle sitting in the front seat, and on the inside of the window, it's uh, taped inside. There's a note that says, please don't break the window. The AC is on. He has water and is listening to Steely Dan. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's cool. I have seen, you know, been on parking lots and seen um, – Pets in cars, mainly dogs. Yeah. I have seen cats occasionally, but you know the car is running, and you know you know the air conditioner's on. But you know the the, the fallacy of that is, it, what happens if the car dies? You know, and the owner thinks everything's good, you know, but all of a sudden the engine dies, and they're in on a shopping spree for forty five minutes. You know, it doesn't take long for the temperature to to increase in 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 the vehicle. So every year, 
you know, we see hundreds of pets over, over the nation that die from heat exhaustion just because they were left in parked vehicles. And, you know, you know all the excuses, I'm, I'm just going to be gone inside a few minutes. I, I cracked the window. And, you know, those don't mean much if your pet does become ill or even, unfortunately, dies from being left in a vehicle. And, and you know, the facts are that inside a vehicle, the temperature can rise. 20 degrees in 10 minutes and almost 30 degrees in 20 minutes. Golly. And the longer you wait, you know, the higher it goes. At an hour, it can be more than 40 degrees in the outside temperature. And you think, oh, well, if it's 70 degrees, you know, it's cool outside. It's going to be about 70 degrees inside. But, you know, if the window's closed, you know, in an hour, that's 110 degrees, which is way too hot for a pet to be in a vehicle. So cracking the windows, it just shows that it makes little difference. There are actually, te- um, you know, studies that were done, you know, where the windows were cracked uh, on both sides, just a little where the dog couldn't get out, but air could get in, and, and virtually there was no um, difference in in air in interior air temperature in completely closed cars and where the windows were cracked a little. Wow. So you know, that's, not a, that's not an excuse. And so I think it's just important, you know, with the heat we've had over the past month now almost, and, you know, the best thing is leaving them, leave them at home unless they're going to be, you know, unless you're going to be with them at all times. Um, you know, they'll be much more happy and comfortable in a cool house than, you know, parked in a vehicle and, and waiting on, you know, the owner to come back. And, you know, it's not just the, the leaving them in a closed vehicle, you know, just traveling with pets. You know, you should also, you know, keep them confined in a carrier, in a seat belt where they have a harness on where they can be restrained um, because a loose, smaller pet could crawl down in the footwell, you know, interfere with the use of your brake or accelerator. And, um, you know, a pet sitting in your lap you could get up in the steering wheel as you're trying to turn or even, you know, up in your face and, you know, cause a wreck there. And, you know, when, when I take my two cats and my two dogs to the cabin, they take up the whole back seat. I've got the two dogs in a carrier. It's, it's secured in. I've got a cat in each carrier. They're secured with seat belts. And, you know, unrestrained pets, you know, hitting somebody, somebody hitting you, you know, they're going to be a projectile and be uh, thrown to the back or the front of the vehicle. And uh, there's not going to be a good outcome with that. So. You know, and while it's fun to see a dog zoom past with its head hanging out the window, you know, that can be a potential risky issue, too, because, you know, they're at risk not only of something, you know, airborne objects hitting their face when they're out the window, but um, if they're, most of their body's out of the window and, you know, you have to stop suddenly or you do have an accident, somebody hits you or you hit someone, they could be thrown out of the vehicle during the collision and, uh, you know, have some severe injuries. And, you know, I see it almost every week, a dog in the back of a pickup. You know, yep. we, we encourage to not do that. Uh, you know, even the best dog in the world, it may see something and decide to take off while the, while the truck's moving. Uh, even if they're tethered, you know, a sudden stop could cause the same type of injury, uh, you know, where they could even get it tangled up in, with something in the truck bed and, you know, potentially hang themselves, you know, on a leash or uh, some kind of tether that they're in. So, you know, it's fun to travel with our pets, uh, but only do that if you're, you're going to be with them at all times. And, you know, when you do stop, make sure you have a, have them on a leash. You know, I read a post every day where somebody was either in a car accident and their pet got out and, you know, they're looking for it, you know, in an area 
or, um, you know, they got out for a, a potty break and the pet ran off or got scared and ran off. So, you know, just treat them like as if they were a child. You know, you wouldn't leave a child in a vehicle unattended. You wouldn't let them out wandering around if you stop. So, you know, just remember to treat your pets the same way. Man, that's great advice right there <clears throat> from the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Another Wet Nose Wednesday with Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Hey, Dr. Reed, have a great day, and we'll see you at the pool, okay? Okay, I'll have the fro- uh, the mugs frosted. All right, sounds good, man. We'll see. <laughs> it's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So today is National French Friday. We put up on social media. We're asking you guys, who has the best French fries? Let's pretend you're not worried about anything else. You're not worried about the main entree. You're not worried yeah. about dessert or the drink. You just want fries. They're going to be free. You don't have to wait in line. You can just say, right this moment, I want fries from blank. Boom. I was going to go and take a look at uh, some of the early responses because this just went up on social media a few minutes ago. Let's see here. What do we have? We have Marissa who says, I'm a sucker for the steak and shake fries. But Wendy's has stepped up their fry game. That's true. Yes. And Wendy's has, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany says McDonald's fries, her favorites. Yes. Uh, Brandy says wings to go. The seasoned waffle fries are the Ooh, best. Ooh, those are good. And ranch for dipping. So mm. uh, options right there. National French Friday. What do you think? Who has the best fries? Just go to Facebook.com slash Brandon Baxter in the morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, don't forget we have a podcast. If you miss anything from today's show or yesterday's show, or if you miss me asking Kelly the questions about her best friends who have crushes on me, you can check out the Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon mm-hmm. and Kelly podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, that could be Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Play iHeartRadio, Spotify, even on Alexa. Just search for us and we'll be right there. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The first season finale of Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, the one hour National Geographic special Shark Beach with Chris Hemsworth oh, on gosh. ABC tonight. So I will be setting aside one hour of mm, my time for that. That's disgusting. So You Think You Can Dance is on tonight and the eighth season premiere of Dr. Pimple Popper, which I think you're actually featured on tonight, aren't you? You know, it's a boil and yeah, you guys Ew. can. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh-huh. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.